0: Praise the Lord tonight. Amen for Bible study. Praise God. We're glad to have another opportunity to share the word of God. Read the word of God. Study the word of God. Hear from God as he speaks to us by his spirit through his word and build us up. Amen. The Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. and So we want to hear the Word of God tonight so that we can be built up in our faith. Amen. And as we are, we can um, also be positioned to be doers of the Word and not hearers only. Amen. Because the Bible tells us that we have to do, right? It's not just about hearing the Word. We have to do it. But if we don't hear the Word, then we don't have the faith to go forward and do the things that God is calling us to do and that we desire to do um, to glorify God. So the word of God is so important so we thank God for the opportunity that one more time to encourage each other through the word and to build up our faith. Amen. It's God, Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith goes to work. Amen. Amen. And so, um, we are in Bible study. The last few weeks, and we have been in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and we're going to go back there again today, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Tonight, we're going to read verses 14 and 15. Um, We previously, amen, and you know, we, we began, I guess, several weeks ago. We started at verse 12 and, and um, read down to verse 24. Um, and then we started going through the scripture, not from 12 through 24. We haven't been going in that order. We actually started in verse 16. We started with verse 16, 17, and 18 um rejoice evermore pray without ceasing and everything give thanks um, and then we spent a couple of weeks on quench not the spirit and you know don't extinguish the spirit allow the spirit of god to operate in you despise not prophesies and then um, we spoke about prove all things yes um, and that you know we have to try things right don't believe every spirit, but try the spirits to see whether they be of God. And be like Bereans. And if you hear the word, go home and get into the scriptures and see for yourself if that which the preacher is saying is true. That's yes. the spirit of a Berean. Amen. We saw that in, in the book of Acts. Um, and so this week now we jump up to verse 14 and verse 15 in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And let's look at that together. I'm going to read in the New King in the King James Version tonight. It says, Now, now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men amen yeah. so that's uh first that's only 14 through 15. and so we're going to start in verse 14 um see how far we get tonight and then praise the lord amen, amen. Lord God. but let's pray first amen before we get into the word father we bless you glory god yes, we yes. thank you god as we come before your word tonight father god we give your name to praise because you are worthy thank you God for what you have done for us on this day yes, uh, you have right. been faithful unto us how you have kept us and now God we pray that now that we're here that you will speak to us oh God speak to us oh God and give us the word of life mm-hmm. father we thank you now for the word of God which is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword yes father right. God let that word penetrate down into the deepest part of our spirit and just give us revelation On the will of God. Father, we thank you for what you are about to share with us by your Holy Spirit. Father, I pray blessings upon everyone under the sound of my voice. May they receive exactly what they need. And Father, what you desire to give them. And Father, I pray that you will help me to do your will tonight. That you will be glorified in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, we give you praise and thanks for answering these prayers by faith. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so we started at around uh, verse fourteen. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the people-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. That's verse fourteen, and that's in the King James version. The New Living Translation says, "Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy." Um, The King James Version uses the word unruly, warn them that are unruly, Mm -hmm. amen. Um, uh, The Amplified Version says, warn those who are out of line, and then it says, the loafers, Mm -hmm. the disorderly, and the unruly. Mm -hmm. But the New Living Translation uses the word lazy on those who are lazy let you know that god believes that you know when you think of unruly you think of things that are out of order if you think of a person who's unruly that person is out of order Mm -hmm. um they're out of control they're a disruption right um and it's interesting that that word (coughs) in the king james version is translated lazy in other versions and even in the Amplified, it refers to those who are loafers, right? Which is also lazy. Um, and so, I'll let you know that there is a connection between being unruly, mm-hmm. out of order, glory to God in heaven, out of order, and being lazy. <laughs> yes. Wow. How do you, I mean, you know, God is a God of order, right? Yeah. From the first time we saw God, um, he uh, was speaking uh, the worlds into existence, and he did it in an orderly fashion. Right? It was no haphazard, you know, approach that God took. He he proceeded in order. Um, god is a god of order. He believes there should be order in the church. Yes. Mm-hmm. He believes there should be order in the family. Right. He establishes order in the community, in the nation. Right? He has leaders, and mm-hmm. and then he has you know different responsibilities. Um, even when it came to the care of the temple, he had there was an order to it. There was an order to building the temple when he gave it to to Moses, and then there was an order to those who could serve in the temple and what their duties were. Yeah. and we've seen that when God's order is not followed, there could be dire consequences. How many of us remember when David? was so happy that he had recovered the Ark of the Covenant and he was taking it back to Jerusalem, he put it on a new cart. Right. Mm -hmm. And they were taking the cart um, and they were singing and dancing. uh, And the oxen that was pulling the cart stumbled. And Uzzah, who was nearby, you know, on the side of the cart, touched. The Ark of the Covenant to keep it from falling. And God struck him dead. Yeah. And David didn't understand. Well, he had violated God's order, which had said that the Ark of the Covenant was not to be transported on a cart. Right, That's what it said back in the book of Exodus and Numbers and so forth. Right, Not to be transported on a cart. The Ark of the Covenant, like most of the sacred things in the temple, had gold rings on the side. Right. and those who are supposed to move these things from place to place were to bear it on their shoulders. A post would go through, and and then it would be carried on the shoulder. That's what God said. That was his order. And he said, don't transport it on a cart. And David, trying to do the right thing, he's moving it. He's happy to have gotten back the Ark of the Covenant, but he didn't do it in God's prescribed order. And you see what happened. It had dire consequences. God is a God of order. And so it's interesting then that a word unruly, which is being out of order, Mm -hmm. is also associated with being lazy because it lets you know that part of God's order is for people to work. (laughs) Right? And if you don't work, you're out of order. (laughs) So the word unruly actually fits when you think about God being a God of order. He expects us to be Productive, He expects us to work. And if we're not working, if we're idle, if we're lazy, if we're loafers, in the eyes of God, that's a person who is out of order. Oh, yes. Amen. And so the word unruly in the King James Version is appropriate. But, right, to get our attention, because I think most of us probably can count on one hand, how many times we've used the word unruly in our lives. I and mean, you don't go around talking unruly, right? Your kid is acting up. You say, you know what, Johnny? You're really being unruly today, right? We don't say that, amen? at least not in my house. Amen, I didn't grow up like that. My kids didn't grow up like that. I never called my kids unruly, amen, never. So, you know, those that's not a word that we use in everyday um uh, uh conversation and if you say to me i use unruly all the time thanks for letting me know because <laughs> you and i kind uh, of you know we on the opposite side of the track because i mean i don't know anybody who uses the word unruly right right maybe in writing but not in, in speaking and so we're not gonna use the word unruly tonight amen amen we're gonna use the word lazy i've used lazy Plenty of times. Right. I've heard the word "lazy" plenty of times when I was growing up. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we can relate to that word, and so we'll will use that word. And 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 here, in in, in here in First Thessalonians chapter five verse fourteen, it says, "We exhort you, brethren, warn them that are lazy. Mm-hmm. Warn them of what." Well, we're gonna look at it tonight, amen. But but the short of it is, don't be lazy, because there's consequences for it, amen. Like we said earlier, that there's consequences for being out of order and unruliness. As we can see, is is viewed as being is is being out of order, and so there's consequences for it. Um, and and we we took we should warn other people not to be lazy. Um, God frowns upon laziness and idleness. As we said earlier, we can go back to the garden. Uh, when God formed a man out of the earth, he said, be fruitful and multiply. Mm-hmm. Amen. And that command was not so much about procreation, but it was about being productive, about utilizing the earth's resources in a way that would glorify God and will benefit man, right? That's what he said, you know, you you have dominion over the earth, and you should subdue it. Just right. like, use all the resources that are here mm-hmm. to glorify me and to benefit man. So God wanted man to work. In fact, God put Adam to work, right? Mm-hmm. After he formed the garden, the Bible says he put the man in the garden to tend to it and to keep it. He, mm-hmm. gave, him, he gave him a job. Mm -hmm. He gave him a job, you know, and so, you know, we often say that it's all, you know, it's it's often instructive to see what God does in the beginning of a thing, you know, in the early church, it's instructive to see how God was operating, you know, and here it's instructive to see how God was operating in his first dealings with man. He put him to work. He put him to work. At a time when the world was perfect, there was no sin in the world, there was no weeds, Right, so why are you saying Adam's tending the garden? What he had to do: mow it, pull weeds, fertilize it. It was it was perfect, right. but he had to keep it. He had to watch over it. He had to. It was his job. You know, I don't know exactly what he did every day, but God said, "This is yours. Tend it and keep it." Mm-hmm. And He gave him a job. He put him to work. He wanted him to be productive. And you know, He gave <laughs> He gave him a job before He gave him a wife. Amen. We often gotta remind that and, and drop that in there. Amen. Uh, get a job first <laughs> before you try to get a wife. He who findeth a wife findeth a good thing. Yes, that's true. But findeth a job first. How about that? <laughs> because <Before you got. laughs> Adam was working first, then he had a wife. Amen. Um, and so we praise God for it. But but he put Adam he put Adam to work. You know, and then and then um, Jesus said in John fifteen that my Father is always working. Right, He's been working up until now, and even now He's working. And Jesus said, "I too must be about divine work." Um, but there's something to be said about that. We're not God, and so when Jesus says, "My Father is always working," God wants us to be working, but we need to understand something. He doesn't want us to be always working, right? Mm-hmm. There is a rest for the people of God, right? There's a rest for you. There's a rest from your own labors, there's a rest from your own efforts. In fact, um in fact, holy God for this, in Psalm 127 praise God. Psalm 127 it says, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in vain. Mm-hmm. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. God gives you and I, as his beloved, we're accepted in the beloved, and we are part of his beloved. He gives us sleep. Mm-hmm. Right? Sleep is a gift from God. It, he allows us to rest. And so while God does honor work and He wants us to be working, and even though Jesus said, My Father is always working, that doesn't mean you should be always working. Right? Because right. there's some workaholics out there. Amen. And that's too far. <laughs> amen. God doesn't like laziness. And we're going to look at that a little bit closer because He says, Warn those who are lazy. He, he frowns upon laziness and idleness, but at the same time, that doesn't mean we take it to the other extreme and are always working. He gives his beloved sleep, and he said it's vain for you to stay up all night, amen, pulling all-nighters, you know, always thinking that you have to get it done in your own strength and you're working, burning the midnight oil and all the rest of that stuff, and if you do that as a lifestyle, every now and then, there are times when we have to do that, mm-hmm. right? But if that's a lifestyle, if that's a way of life where you can be rightly characterized as a workaholic, that's not good either. Amen. That's not good. You know, in Psalm 121, it says, you know, we will lift up our eyes into the hills from whence cometh our help, our our help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer our foot to be moved. He that keepeth us will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. God doesn't go to sleep, <laughs> right. but He wants you and I to go to sleep. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And if God's not going to sleep, right, there's no need for me to not go to sleep worrying about a problem. I'll leave God, who's not going to go to sleep, to deal with my problem and brother going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. i God. Amen. Why? Because He gives me sleep. Mm-hmm. Right? So, no need for both of us to stay up. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, you know, we have to keep it in balance. God doesn't want us to be idle. But let's not take that to the farthest extreme and believe that that means we need to be working all the time. You know, if you're a, a husband or a wife, you know, a mother or a father, you can't say to your family, I got to work all the time because I got to pay these bills or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Listen, that, that becomes an almost I'm doing it in my own strength kind of thing. Yeah. And, yeah. and so we got to be careful about that. As well um, but God does want us to work and so first uh, Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 14 says warn those who are lazy um, now let's see part of this warning of those who are lazy let's look at second Thessalonians chapter three. 3 second Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 10 It says, for even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. Glory to God. Mm. If you don't work, you shouldn't eat. Mm. Amen. Mm. We need to be grateful, amen, that that this is not like an absolute, because some of us would go (laughs) hungry. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) amen especially some of the teenagers of say, man, They, you know, <laughs> right? Don't want to do no work, but when, Mom, what's for dinner? <laughs> Mom's answer should be, 2 Sec- Thessalonians 3 and 10. <laughs> I asked you to put out the trash, you didn't put out the trash. I asked you to cut the lawn, you didn't cut the lawn. I asked you to clean up your room, and you didn't clean up the room. What's for dinner? 2 Thessalonians 3 and 10. <laughs> Amen. amen. If any, if any would <laughs> not work, amen. No age restriction on this, right, right. here. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> Tell little five-year-old Johnny, you better put your blocks away. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God. But if any should, if any uh, would not work, neither should he eat. Verse eleven. For we hear that there are some which walk among you. Look at this disorderly. You see that? You see the connection again to 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 not working, to being lazy and being out of order. You see this? Yeah. Now we it says in verse 11, we hear that some which walk among you disorderly. It's out of order, not to work. It's out of order not to be productive. What order? God's order. Amen. God is a God of order. And He wants us working as part of His divine order. And it's disorderly to not work. So He Paul says, we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly. Look at this. Working not at all. You see the connection? Mm. It's disorderly to not be working. Yeah. Right? And look what he says. They're not working, but watch this. But they are busybodies. What are busybodies? Nosy people. <laughs> people who gossip. People who get into other people's business. Yes. Let me tell you something. If you ever find yourself getting into other people's business, check it. You probably are being unproductive. Because if you have time <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. to get into other people's stuff, mm-hmm. you probably have too much time on your hands and time that you could be using in a more productive way. Yeah, that's true. People who are productive aren't nosy. Glory to God in heaven. So if you don't want to be nosy, get busy. <laughs> Amen. Be about work. If you be about work, then you, you, know, you won't be idle. You won't be a busybody. You won't be a gossip. Verse 11 in the Amplified Version says that um, there are some among you who are disorderly. That they are passing their lives in idleness, neglectful of duty being busy with other people's affairs instead of their own and doing no work. Mm-hmm. See, that that's the warning. Don't be like that. If a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. And if you're not working, that's disorder, yes. right? And yeah. it leads to idleness. It leads to you getting into other people's affairs. It leads to you being nosy, right? <laughs> God is saying yes. don't do that. Um, verse 12. Now them that are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ, Christ, That with quietness, they work and eat their own bread. Amen? Mm -hmm. So, he's saying, we're exhorting you to work. And so, we see as a foundation, God does not like idleness. Now, um, let's turn to the book of Proverbs. And we'll look at some scriptures there. Again, about, you know, when God says, warn them. Who are lazy. Again, it says warn. It doesn't say criticize. It doesn't say demean. It doesn't say condemn, right? It doesn't say put them on blast, right? It just says warn them. So when you warn, right, do everything in the spirit of love. You can warn somebody about laziness without calling them out their name, without, you know, speaking, you know, over their lives and stuff like that, you're never gonna amount to nothing. You don't have to do that, amen. Uh, that's not warning necessarily, amen. But we can warn in the spirit of love. And so let's 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 look at this um, together. We had um, earlier in the summer looked at the ant. Remember, let's go to Proverbs chapter six, and we looked at the ant, right? Um, and God said that we should consider the ways of the ant. And mm-hmm. how the ant works and provides her meat in the summer and so forth. Um, but let's look at Proverbs chapter six verse nine. Cause there it says, How long will you sleep, oh sluggard? is a lazy person. Mm-hmm. When will you arise out of sleep? Get a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. <laughs> you ever been like that? <laughs> yeah. Get a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. I'll tell you what. Waking up in the morning, if you set your alarm, that waking up in the morning when your alarm goes off, it's hard to get up. Especially now when it's darker now. Because that's how you, that's how I feel. Oh, just a little folding in the hand. I just want a little bit more sleep. Amen. I just want a little folding in the hands of sleep. Amen. Um, but there's a difference between that and like this, which is like this is your whole way of going about it. God is saying, look, this is a sluggard who never seems to want to get out of bed. look what he says to this person who doesn't want to get out of bed. Verse 11, so shall thy poverty come on one that traveleth, and thy want as an armed man. Now, the New Living Translation says that for that person, that poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Hmm. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. So part of the warning, it says warn those who are lazy, is that a life of laziness will lead to poverty pouncing on you like a bandit. And see, when things pounce on you, it's like, it's before you know it, it's on you, right? Pouncing doesn't come gradually. Pouncing is like a, a fast twitch action, right? You think about cats that pounce, right? Or a lion or something like that, right? They're, they're, they're lying in wait, they're lying in wait, and then the prey comes by and they pounce. Yes. It's not something that happens gradually. It's something that happens very quickly, and usually if someone is pounced upon, right, it's like whoever pounced on them has the upper hand on them, hmm. right, because they pounced on them, right? You're walking along, and thing you know, something or somebody or uh, some like right, pounces on you. The Bible says that if we're lazy, poverty will pounce on us. Yeah, that's, that's a warning for all of us. See, because, in other words, poverty can be there before you know it. Right? You weren't expecting, you're going along thinking everything's cool, and the next thing you know, poverty pounces on you. Mm-hmm. That's a warning to those who are lazy. Be careful, because poverty can pounce on you. Now, let's look at um, Proverbs chapter 10. Go to chapter 10. In verse 4, it says, He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent make rich. And again, the New Living Translation is plain. It says, lazy people are soon poor. See, that goes hand in hand with poverty pouncing on you. Mm-hmm. And none mm-hmm. of us want to be poor. No. Right? Mm-hmm. None of us want to be poor. But see, this is a thing where it lets you know. Like when people say, well, how come I'm not flowing? How come I'm not living the abundant life how come I'm not prospering yeah. and I don't want to answer for every situation but only to point out God lets you know that what people do affects the prosperity promises yes <laughs> amen so in other words you just can't say I'm saved I'm a child of God so therefore I should be flowing because God said lazy people are soon poor. So if, 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 if a person comes into the kingdom because they accept Jesus as Lord and Savior but insists on being lazy well the word of God is going to apply. Yes. Right? Yes. Warn those who are lazy. Warn them of what? That poverty will pounce on you. That lazy people are soon poor. Amen? These are warnings. And, mm-hmm. and these are real warnings. And again, who wants to be poor? Amen. Who wants to be struggling? None of us. Um, But we have to make sure we avoid laziness. Now, let's take a time out right here. Because I can hear somebody saying right now, I'm not lazy. (laughs) I can hear it right now. I'm not lazy. Good thing I'm not lazy. You know, we got to be careful. Because laziness is something that, you know... (sighs) do you know that you can have a full time job and work at that job for forty years and, and retire with a gold watch, and you still could be lazy? Yeah, that's true. Because because it's not just about being active, right? Like for example, there are people who can who can push around paper. getting anything done. They're active, but they're not productive. See, God didn't call on us to be active. He called on us to be productive. Do you know you can work all day and not be productive, right? I mean, you can you can go to work, be at work, spend most, glory to God, somebody going to get it right now. Spend time on social media, on internet sites, shopping, checking news, talking to your friend, Checking your emails, texting, and all the rest of that, but you were working. <laughs> and, and that person would say, I'm not lazy. That's true. I was at work. It requires us to constantly take an honest assessment. Mm-hmm. And if we're honest, all of us can say at some point in time, I feel lazy. You ever said that? I feel lazy. Like, you know you're supposed to do something, and you go, I'm not doing that. I just feel lazy right now. Mm-hmm. Right? We all feel lazy sometimes. And there are times when we are lazy, even when we don't feel we're lazy. So let's not be so confident that this doesn't apply to us. Because it can apply to certain areas of our life. You know, we could be lazy in a certain area. Some of us could be lazy when it comes to prayer. Yeah, that's true. Hmm? Some of us could be lazy when it comes to other areas of of our lives. And so, but yet hardworking in this one. So we have to, um, you know, listen, I know some people who work very hard in the gym. Oh, they pump, they run, they they do all the stuff. They work hard. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, but man. Let the white guys get you. Honey, you gonna mow the lawn? They haven't mowed them on so much, man. Their child got lost. Didn't know where it was. <laughs> he was in the backyard, lost in the grass. The grass was so tall they couldn't find him. <laughs> Glory to God. But could won't do a work, won't do a thing around the house. Yeah. Oh, but will knock it out in the gym. So we need to be careful about where we find ourselves saying whether we're lazy or not. And so we we, we want to look at this because you know the word of God is for all of us, and mm-hmm. it's for us to. The word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Right? It brings light into our life, and yes. so we want to take this word as a light, and instead of instead of concluding, "Lord, this doesn't apply to me," let the word shine on us and let it reveal to us who we are. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, as opposed to us saying who we are. All right, so let's go to Proverbs twelve and let's look at verse twenty four. Again, I'm going to read from the uh, New Looking Translation. I find the translation a bit um, clearer. It says, work hard and become a, le- uh, a leader. Be lazy and become a slave. And that, that one is really interesting. You say, well, slave, become a slave. But see, you know, think of slave in, the sense, in this sense of not having your freedom. Mm-hmm. It. You know, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, money answers all things. Amen? Money answers all things. And, and see, if, 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 if laziness leads to poverty, the next thing you know, you, you can't answer all things. You have to answer to all things. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of being able to have to say when you're going to do something, when you're not going to do something, you're going to be held back. Yes because, right, you have to answer to everything else because you don't have your own. You know what I mean? I think that's one of the things for people who really have a desire to be out on their own. They don't like the fact that, for example, you know, you can't come and go if you want. I know for me, when I was a teenager, I didn't want to fight with my parents about coming in and out of my house their house, I'm sorry, coming in and out of their house. And so, you know, uh, I saw my brother get into some trouble with that, right? Where were you last night? What time did you come in? (laughs) And they started all kinds of arguments. And uh, I said, I didn't want that to happen. And then one night I came home, I was about 17 years old, and my mom said, what time did you come in last night? And I said, "Uh uh-oh. I didn't say, uh oh, because I thought I was in trouble. I said, uh oh, because here we go, right? Mm -hmm. And so I told her what time I came in, and she said, You came in too late. And I'm not saying she was wrong, but I just said to myself, "Um, I I, I want to come in when I come in. Now, I'm not saying that was right, but that's how I felt. And so what did I do? I started at that point saying, I'm moving out, Mm -hmm. right? You understand what I mean? But see, but if I didn't have any money to move out, I have to keep answering that question. What time you come in? What time? So I got to answer. I got to answer. I got to answer my mom. I got to answer. You know, and some of us, some of us have to answer to a landlord we don't like instead of owning our own home. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we've been lazy and haven't saved up money to buy our home. I'm not saying everybody's like that, but my point is, is that, and then we'll see it here that that those who are Are diligent and and work, they have a different outcome. Right? And they have, because if laziness leads to poverty, then we understand that if you work hard, right, it could lead to abundance and you having resources in order to do certain things that you don't have to be answering to other people. Mm -hmm. Right? But if you're poor, right, because you're lazy, and it says a lazy person becomes a slave. That means now you gotta answer, right? Yes. Right? You yeah. gotta depend on somebody to give you a ride. Come on, somebody. I'm just <laughs> see true. I, I why? Because you know what? That person didn't work, so they couldn't put their money together to buy a car, right? And it just leads now you're asking for this, that, and the other, and you're always dependent upon someone else and their benevolence because. Right, not being a hard worker leaves you in a compromised position. Amen. And so God is warning: don't allow that to happen to you. If you don't want to be in that position, roll up your sleeves, work hard, get after it. Amen. And get your own place, get your own car. You know, get your own things that you need to live the kind of life that you want. Mm -hmm. Right. In this way, if somebody says, "I'm not giving it," you say, "Fine, I'm not asking you for anything." Amen. Right. But it says, the lazy you become a slave. Now, let's stay in Proverbs 12 and let's go to verse 27. Because this one is this one lets us know that lazy is talking about the lazy person wastes good resources. Let's look at this. It says, lazy people, and again, New Living Translation, lazy people don't even cook the game they catch, <laughs> but the diligent make use of everything they find. Mm-hmm. And so, as I said, this is really saying that when a person is lazy, warn them, as the Bible says in First Thessalonians, warn those who are lazy, why? Because they waste good resources. Mm-hmm. How many of us can say at some point in our life that we may have had a dealing, it could have been with a good friend or a family member, who wasted resources, mm-hmm. wasted time, wasted money, mm-hmm. Wasted relationships, yeah. wasted good opportunities, because they were lazy. Yeah. Didn't want to do it. Didn't want to make the phone call. Didn't want to make the visit. Didn't want to get involved. And see, this is what this is saying. That it's, it's talking about a, a lazy person. It says, don't even catch the game they don't even cook the game they catch. So they went out. They actually caught something to eat. Mm-hmm. But then. So lazy, didn't want to cook it. And so the good meat, after a while, goes to waste. Yeah. And so this is letting us know that if, if laziness is something that's allowed to 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 continue for someone, it could lead to them wasting valuable resources. Mm-hmm. They can get their hands on stuff, mm-hmm. but then they waste it, right? Because that next step isn't taken. And, and that's a shame. Because now you have things in your hands, and it's going through your hands, right? It it, it goes through your hands. Um, And so God is saying, listen, warn them who are lazy, right? Poverty can pounce on them. They can have to answer to to other people and other situations and become beholden to situations and to people. And here it says you can waste good resources. You can have things and just waste them. Right? Mm-hmm. Sitting on the couch all the time. You know, uh, sleeping into the afternoon all the time. And the next thing you know, right, you have nothing to show for yeah. it. Amen? Yeah. Warn them who are lazy. Alright, let's look at Proverbs chapter 15. We're just going to continue with this for, for a little while. Proverbs 15, verse 19. It says, a lazy person's way is blocked with briars, but the path of the upright is an open highway. And again, think about what this is saying. A lazy person's way or his path is blocked. Mm -hmm. Again, when we go back to this idea of God wants us working thats part of his divine order in idleness and laziness and loafing and all those things things are unruly disorderly out of order it says that the path of the lazy person is blocked wow right and so you know and it's an interesting thing because there's there's a there's another proverb Proverbs 13 and 4 that says lazy people want much but get little because it, 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 this this is one thing that's that's sort of ironic <laughs> that a person that sometimes you come across the people, and I've seen so many of this, so much of this in my life, and I'm sure you have too, who don't want to do anything, oh, yeah. but want a whole lot. Oh, yeah. Right? And, and, and the Bible speaks about that in Proverbs 13 and 4. It says, lazy people want much, but they get little. Just because a person's lazy doesn't mean that their want engine doesn't work overtime. Oh, they want stuff, but may not want to work to get it. That's true. Right? Um, but but here it says that a lazy person's way is blocked. And I think about this. When I when I hear the word that the lazy person's way is blocked, it, it says to me it's, 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 it's a divine blocking that's going on. It's sort of how God says, you know, um, that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. The idea of, of being resisted by the hand yes. of God, oh, it's an awesome thing to consider, right? So if, if, if you think, well, God, if I'm prideful, God will resist me. So I'm trying to move, and everywhere I move, God is just putting His mighty hand in front of me. I can't win. That's right. I can't win. If God is resisting me, right? So that leads me to say, I'm the Holy Lord, help me not to be prideful, because if you're going to be resisting me, I can't possibly overcome the resistance of God. And here, when it says that a lazy person's way is blocked, I'm thinking, blocked by who? See, God is in the midst of the blocking. Why? Because again, God is trying, God wants what's best for us. He's now blocking the path of the lazy yes. to punish them. Mm-hmm. He's blocking them to get them, get off this path and get on the path of righteousness, mm-hmm. which includes being productive. Uh, you know, being, you know, uh, a working, using resources properly to glorify God and to benefit man. Yes. and So that's what he wants us to do. And So God is not going to make the path of the lazy person an easy one to go down. It's going to be, no, look what he said. It's blocked with briars. Briars is thorns. Yes. Who wants to walk through thorns? <laughs> right? But, you know, so unless you know that if it's blocked with thorns, you keep walking down that path it's painful. Yes, <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now, I want to look at two more and then we'll go down from here. Um, Let's turn to Proverbs 22, 13. This is one of my favorite scriptures. It makes me laugh. Amen. Proverbs 22 and 13. It says, The lazy person claims there's a lion out there. Yes. If I go outside, I might be killed. King James version said in another, it's another scripture said there's a lion in the street. Yes. In other words, the lazy person makes excuses. Amen. Yes. See, this person is saying, I can't go outside. I can't go to work. I can't get things done because there's a lion. <laughs> Amen. Amen. There's a lion in the street. Amen. The lazy person, what this is saying is that the lazy person makes excuses. How many of us know that to be true? Amen. 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 I couldn't do it. Hey, did you look for a job today? I couldn't. There was a lion in the street. Now, they don't say that, but it'll be something else. I didn't have any gas in my car, <laughs> or something like that, right? right? I didn't have money for gas, and then you look on the on the on the coffee table, right? And, and and there's bags from Burger King and other stuff that wasn't there in the morning when you left. So, oh, you have money for Burger King, <laughs> but you ain't had no money for gas. Mm-hmm. There was a lion in the street, amen. It's excuse making. Yes, indeed. Right, and how many of us have ever? You know, in a in in, in the biblical sense, talked about lions being in the street. We don't yes. want to do something. Oh, we can tweak can. it. can't we make up some excuses when we want to? <laughs> oh, we can make up some excuses, amen. But it says here that a lazy person is an excuse maker. So it yes. warned them. Listen, don't make excuses. Why? Because see, at one at some point we're going to have to stand before God, right? And and God's not going to go for those excuses, amen. and he knows the truth, right? Yes, right? You know, we, we stand before him and he knows the truth and, and, and you know, here's the other thing. Sometimes people make excuses and they're the only one who, who apparently doesn't know what's happening because the person that's giving an excuse to is looking at them and going, okay, I know you're just making an excuse. And, and, and they just go on and on and on and everybody in the room knows all you're doing is making excuses, but you think you're convincing us. And there's a difference between a reason and an excuse. Yes. Right? True. There are reasons yes. that things can't get done Yes. But excuses are things that we're just trying to prop up as yes. if they are reasons when they really aren't. Amen? Okay. And here... The lazy person claimed there's a lion outside. I can't go out there. But the real reason that they didn't go out there is because they were lazy and didn't feel like going to work. Didn't feel like going to the market. Didn't feel like going to the laundromat. Didn't feel like going outside and cutting the lawn. Didn't feel like doing this. And, but so they said, no, 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 that's not it. It's because there was a lion out there. That's an excuse. Amen. That's an excuse. Now, let's stay in Proverbs 22 and we'll end here. Verse 29. It says in the King James Version Seest thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. Mean meaning ordinary um, obscure men. Mm -hmm. Why do we say this? This doesn't talk about lazy. Oh it is if you're listening. right? Because it says if you see someone who's diligent in his business that's someone who's a hard worker. That's someone who puts their hands to the work. Yes. That's a man or woman who doesn't make excuses, right? Yes. Who doesn't say a little folding of the hands, a little folding of the hands to sleep, right? Yes. It, 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 it's someone who um, you know, doesn't want much, but gets little because they're not willing to work, yes. right? Amen. It says that person who's diligent, that person who is willing to work hard, look what it says that person glory to God in heaven shall stand before kings Mm. amen that person will stand before royalty that person will stand before people of influence that person will stand before people who are about it people Mm. who are moving and shaking who are doing some things in this earth that make a difference that person will keep good company glory to God amen that's what that person will do. And, even, and then it goes further. That person is not just going to work for ordinary people. That's what it says in the Amplified Version. And listen, all due respect to John Legend, but listen, ordinary people And we're just ordinary people. <laughs> listen, but see, but, but according to this, listen, you're not going to stand before ordinary people. <laughs> Right. And it's not that something's wrong with ordinary people. But John Legend, he got them covered. God wants you to stand before kings. Glory to God. God wants you to stand before kings. He wants you to stand before royalty. He wants you to be in positions of power. He wants you to be in positions of influence. Amen. Amen. Listen, iron sharpens iron. So listen, ordinary people... Again, not, not trying to put anything down. But the Bible's saying you ain't gonna stand before ordinary people. Glory to God. You're gonna stand before people who are sharp, who can sharpen you. Iron sharpens iron. The next thing you know, amen, that you you're you're taking on their character. Yes. Huh? Elisha became like Elijah. He didn't become like everybody else. Why? Because he was around him. Amen? Iron, sharp, and iron. And next thing you know, he was doing the same thing Elijah was doing. Oh, you beat the Jordan twice and it, 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 you know, dried up? Let me beat it twice. Boom, boom. And I'm walking over too. Oh, you laid on a dead boy and brought him back to life? Let me lay on a dead boy and bring him back to life. Come on, somebody. Right. God said, but if you work hard. And look about Elijah and Elisha. Elijah said, Elijah says, and what do you want? I want a double portion of your anointing. Well, if you with me, yep. when I'm taken up out of here, you'll get it. You're asking a hard thing, man. <laughs> I'll be with you. And then he said, I'm going to Bethel. I'm going to. I'm going to Jericho. I'm going to. Everywhere he went, he said, I'm going too. And what happened? He got taken up. Yeah. And what happened? He gets the double portion. But he was diligent. Yeah. That didn't just happen. Maybe. He was diligent. So we wanted to end here because we didn't just want to talk about being lazy, being lazy, being lazy without telling you that... If you're diligent, if you're hardworking, God has a promise for you. It's not just so we want to warn those, yes, who are lazy, as it says in First Thessalonians 5 and 14, but also let you know that if you work hard, amen, if you work hard, yes, Proverbs 14 and 23 says, Work brings profit. Glory to God, amen. Yes. Work amen. brings profit, mm-hmm. amen. And here it says, if you are a diligent worker if you are a competent worker if you are a hard worker it says you serve kings you'll be around people of influence and then you yourself will be in a position because iron sharpens iron to become a person of influence amen yeah and do great things and make a difference in the earth amen And so we we as we go back to First Thessalonians chapter five, I just want to look at it again as we get ready to depart from here. Verse 14. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly or warn them that are lazy. Amen. And again, I just want to emphasize that the warning is not it is not condemnation. Don't put someone down, but right speak the truth in love speak in a way to edify and not tear down right um, and encourage them that these are things that no one wants right yes no one who especially young people you know you want to encourage them listen <laughs> the bible lets you know if, you, if you're lazy you're going to be poor and I know you don't want that yeah. the bible says if you're lazy you become a slave and you have to answer to this You have to answer to people and to situations and circumstances. And I know you don't want that. The Bible said, if you're lazy, you'll waste good resources. And I I know that you're smart enough not to to, to want to do that. Amen. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. The Bible said, if you're lazy, your path is blocked. (laughs) And I know you don't want that. But the Bible also Mm -hmm. says that that, that if you work hard, God will bring you before great Great men, before great women. Amen. And put you in a position to do great things. And that I have to believe you want. Yes. Amen. So don't be lazy. See that? I mean, we can encourage without you know, demeaning someone and putting them down. But we, we've been studying First Thessalonians chapter 5 because it's, it's, we start talking about it. It's, it's sort of like it's, it's the way God wants us to live in different ways and, and this is one of them. Amen. And, and we want to be mindful of this. So we're going to come back next week. The Lord will. And we will continue in verse 14 and 15. But um, we, we thank God for what he shared with us Amen. tonight. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Let's pray tonight. Glory. Father, we bless your name Amen. and we Father, thank you, dear Lord. Thank you. Lord. Glory to God. We just thank you, God, for the word that you've yes. <laughs> given us, oh God. And Father God, we've, we've heard your voice, oh God warn those who are lazy oh God and Father God we even uh, want to start with ourselves oh God to warn ourselves and and Father God uh, not to be lazy not to be idle not to be busy bodies and and gossips and all of those things and Father we ask you oh God to examine us david said examine me oh god and so father we we ask you to examine us oh yes, god and, and and reveal to us where we are god in truth in the name of jesus christ and father god uh, if there's any laziness or idleness in us in any area of our lives father help us by the power of your spirit to correct it and to walk worthy of our calling yes and father. to be productive to be fruitful and father god to make a difference in the earth. And Father God, we just thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Yes. And Father, we also pray that we will walk out the word that you've spoken in our heart, that we should want others not yes. to be lazy, yes. oh God. Thank and Father, let us do it in the spirit of love and, and not condemnation. And Father God, let us do it in a way that will help someone to be the very best that they can be yes. so that they can experience and, uh, and receive the best that you have for them. And Father, we just thank you for the spirit of grace that will allow us to do that. So Father, we just thank you, God, for the word that you have shared with us tonight. A word for practical living, O God, that will allow us, Father God, to shine as lights in this dark world. And Father, we give you all the glory for it. Now, God, as we prepare to leave, we just Pray your blessings to be with us for the rest of this evening, oh God. Yes, Father, continue to rest, rule, and abide with us, dwell in our homes and in our hearts. And Father God, uh, we just thank you for your abiding presence. We thank you for your abundant goodness. We thank you for your grace and for your mercy. Yes. But most of all, God, we thank you for your love, a love that never fails. And Father God, we love you with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, and all our strength. You are our God, and beside you there is none other. We praise you. We praise you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Glory to God. So we thank God for the Bible study. Amen. Amen. And um, we want to continue to walk the way God wants us to walk. Amen. amen. Um, and as he said, on those We're lazy. And so until next time, we just praise God for you. And we look forward to seeing you next time.